Good morning, welcome to our assembly. We hope you have your Bible ready. We invite your attention to Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20. And while you're opening your Bible to that place, let me tell you about something new. This is my phone number. It's the number out on the sign, and it's on the cards and the materials that we have back in the lobby. Do you have a favorite passage in the Bible? And you'd like to hear a sermon that focuses on that passage? Maybe there is some verse that you give special attention to that has meaning for you. If you would like to, send me a text message with that passage, and I'll preach a sermon based on that. If you do not do texting, write it on a piece of paper and hand it to me. Just type or write favorite passage, and then give me that passage, send me the text, or put that on a piece of paper, and I'll put that in my sermon planning. I will not use your name just send me the text or give me the paper, and on some future Sunday evening that will be announced, I'll deliver a sermon about that passage. Favorite passage, send the text to me, and I'll preach from that text on a future Sunday evening. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Listen, please, verses 15 through 20. About Jesus Christ, Paul wrote, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might have preeminence. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. I have this concern. Much of the modern conversation about Jesus Christ does not reflect what the New Testament says about Him. Ask people today what their impression is of Jesus Christ and many responses will reflect the personal viewpoints or the politics or the world view or the attitude of the people who are responding. Without giving good attention to the testimony of the New Testament, 
Many people talk about Jesus, but speak of Him in terms only of their own life agenda and their own experience and their own view of the world. I'm going to illustrate that. I'm going to read to you an edited version of what surfaced on social media and internet blogs in recent years. I've had to apply some censorship to this. I had to edit out the crude remarks. But I want you to see what I'm concerned about regarding the modern dialogue about who Jesus Christ is. On this graphic that appeared over and over, that went viral, it says that Jesus was a radical, nonviolent revolutionary who hung around lepers and crooks, was anti-wealth, anti-death penalty, anti-public prayer, but was never anti-gay, was a long-haired, homeless, Middle Eastern Jew. I know that was hard to listen to. It is an example of distortion, torturing history, and imposing on Jesus the faulty and erroneous trends of our time. Here's what happens with some regularity. <clears throat> People are not reading the Bible, but they want to talk about Jesus. People are taking their current worldviews that may change from year to year or week to week, <clears throat> their secular agenda, their political leanings, and they're imposing all of that. <clears throat> they're imposing all of that on Jesus Christ, assuming that Jesus must be just like I am. So it seems like everybody has their own individual image of Jesus based on what they want Him to be and what they want Him to stand for. But they're not really reading and studying what the Bible says about Him. To Darwinists, He is part of the evolutionary cycle. To Marxists, He is a revolutionary to adherents of Islam, he was a prophet lesser in status than their Mohammed. In the Da Vinci Code movie, he was married and fathered a child. In Bill O'Reilly's book, he was a victim of death, but without mention of his deity or his resurrection from death. To many people, Jesus is no more than a swear word. What should our response be? Who is the real Jesus Christ of Scripture? I want you to keep your Bible open at Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to identify from the text of Scripture the real Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Jesus didn't come to earth to change the politics, to institute a new economy, or eliminate everything unpleasant. He came to make God visible, to give the concept of deity a visible reality. 
the image of the invisible God. And other passages refer to this and help us understand it. For instance, in John 1.14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In Hebrews 1 and verse 3, Jesus is the express image of of God. And do you remember what Jesus said to Philip according to John 14 9? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Here's what Christians can and must say to the world. If you want to know what God looks like, who God is, what God is about, how God assesses and appraises human conduct, look at Jesus, who He was, what He did, and what He said. Let your source material be Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The more you learn about Jesus, the more you're learning about God and what your response to Him should be. Because Jesus is the perfect representation of God. And that means when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you become acquainted with the kind of person Jesus was on earth and what He said, you're becoming acquainted with God Himself. I believe this is more than just an intriguing observation or an academic oddity or something. It is crucial to our faith. It makes everything real and concrete. It would almost be correct to say Jesus put a face on God. This is the real Jesus. He said once, I and the Father are one. He was affirming His deity. The unbelieving Jews didn't like it, but He said it and He was it. It is foundational to our faith. The firstborn of all creation. That phrase is not about first in time. It's about first in rank. And if you have the New King James, it says the firstborn over all creation. And likewise in the NIV, over creation. That signifies Jesus Superiority. See, in the Jewish culture, the firstborn held the highest place. Well, Jesus holds the highest place over all creation. And in all your current dialogue with friends and family about who Jesus is and what He was like, here's something to be added to that truth. You don't hear it many times, but you should, and you should say it, by Him all things were created. By Him all things were created. People today are so confused about creation. Many do not even conceive of all things being created, having accepted one of the many theories of evolution. This says... 
what Christians need to confess and be vocal about today, that by Jesus Christ, all things were created. It says in the authentic historical account of who Jesus is, all things were created through Him and for Him. And this is reminiscent of Genesis 1.26, where God said, let us make man in our image. Jesus was not an ordinary community organizer or a social operative or revolutionary. This tells us the truth that all things were created through Him and for Him. That lifts Him above many of the modern trends and ideas about who Jesus Christ is. The Apostle John said in John 1 verse 3, without Him nothing was made that was made. This must be our testimony from Scripture to those who are confused about the Jesus we serve. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Before there was anything, Jesus Christ existed. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1 verse 1. Jesus said before Abraham was, I am in John 8, 58. Consider that. He said to them, before Abraham was, I am. And here, in him all things consist or hold together. You know that the universe has order, consistency. You ever wonder how that is? Who keeps it all together? Everything holds together by Him, Jesus Christ. Christ is the one who impressed upon creation that principle of unity and solidarity which makes it a cosmos instead of chaos. He holds it all together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Now, you will not hear this in the annual TV documentaries about Jesus. You may not read this in the books that are written about him. Islamic literature doesn't give Jesus preeminence. Some of the popular religious cults Deny what you're reading in your Bible about Him. But this is what we believe. We are Christians. We are members of His body, the church, and we submit to Him, the head. He has authority. He has preeminence. These terms, firstborn, before, head, and preeminent, place Him far above us. And conveyed to us that we should be submissive to Him. They exalt Jesus, affirm His deity, and speak of Him as unique, and call upon us to see ourselves under His leadership. In Him, 
all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. It was not the fullness of sinful man. It was not the fullness of the material world. It was not the full agenda of some social movement. In Him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. This is an affirmation of His deity. All that God is dwells in Jesus, nothing left out. The fullness of God was pleased to dwell in Him. The wisdom, the power, the glory of God dwells in Jesus fully. As also expressed in Colossians 2 in verse 9, for in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. All that deity is, nothing left out, dwells in Him. You may find little or nothing about this in the movies and books of men. The National Geographic TV documentaries about Jesus do not affirm or emphasize His deity. But this is the real Jesus described by Paul in the Colossian passage. Now, let me introduce verse 20 this way. If Jesus is who Paul claims Him to be, if the evidence supports the affirmations that you read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John about the person and work of Jesus Christ, then, without question, this Jesus is the one, the one who can take you out of sin and reconcile you to God, making peace by the blood of His cross. He's the one who can affect that benefit in your life as you respond to Him. He can respond to your need. He can lead you to a higher purpose. He can reign over your mind and your life and bring you peace in troubled times and keep you from rebellion and sin. The real Jesus in whom the fullness of deity dwells is more than just an interesting historical figure to be dissected and revised and revisited and remade in the image of modern man. He is... The image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. By Him all things were created. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. The head of the body, the church, in Him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Therefore, He has the power to take you from the death and alienation of sin and reconcile you to God, making peace by the blood of His cross. There's one more part of this. Stay with me now and look at Colossians 2, 6 and 7. It may be right on the same page. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Is there something men and women ought to do once they become acquainted with the real Jesus. Is there something men and women ought to do once they become acquainted with the real Jesus? And the answer is yes. 
receive him by the initial activity of your faith and then walk in him. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Abounding in thanksgiving. The person and the work of Jesus Christ is not an open subject to be reinterpreted by each succeeding generation. According to the fads and the temporary causes and the trending worldviews are the sensationalism of our time. The tantalizing movie themes. The graphically polished documentaries. The books of TV hosts. They struggle to compete with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In fact, they don't. And they leave us empty and confused or defeated by contradiction. Don't let anyone distort your view of Jesus Christ once you have that view fixed from the source. Don't take your view of Him from movies or media or alleged theological scholarship. Thank God that He has spoken about His Son through the permanent writings of Scripture which provide us with claims accompanied by abundant evidence leading us to consistency, conclusion, and instruction by which we can lead our lives. Listen, please. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Let's be standing as we sing. Uh,